0: you should stand up and get ready to take a blow. You have the confidence that you can accept the blow.
1: As a point of interest, none of my men wear protection in the None.
0: After all, you wouldn't want your attacker to get injured. That hurt my foot. Tonight. FC Dallas up 1 0. has been with the U 20. Well, I think uh, uh, the first chance we had, we scored. And then this uh, also gives uh, confidence. And uh, I think the, the chances were very clear, uh, as we ha- all, all, also had in, in some of those games that we couldn't score a second goal. Uh, but, you know, I think we had the determination that we had also against uh, Aracel. And, um, and uh, I'm glad and I'm really, really proud of the, of the group. Of the team, uh, of the players, uh, because this year has been a difficult year, with a lot of adversities, um, and uh, we know how much, how hard we we have worked, how much we have suffered, um, and uh, how much we didn't deserve to be in the last day, just uh, trying to to get uh, that spot, you know, and and I'm really really proud of the of the players.
1: Well, welcome everybody to Afterburn Soccer. We are live. We welcome you, uh, FC Dallas fans, and neighbors, and friends, and whoever I guess is stumbling across the stream. We got FC Dallas to talk about, and for once, it's not a draw at home or away. It is an actual win, three points this time on the road as FC Dallas defeats the Los Angeles Galaxy four to one. I'm your host, Nathan Hill. You can follow me at Nathan J Hill on Twitter. With me is our, our, my good buddies uh, who just are, are just delightful human beings. We got Jose Carmona. At, you can follow him at El Chico Carmona and Ishmael Belcora at Belcora Isma What's on Twitter, here? on X, as they call it. But we got a win to talk about. FC Dallas are in the playoffs, they are in the postseason for the second consecutive year under Nico Estevez. Uh, an exciting time. We got a lot to talk about. We got some reactions to the game. And, of course, we'll begin to think about that postseason challenge to come. But let's just start with our reactions to the game. Uh, Jose, Ishmael, what did you like about this performance at the Galaxy for FC Dallas to punch their tickets to the postseason?
2: Well, I said it last week. It's it's not... Um, if they won, it's how they won, you know, we're, we've used to seeing them just try to kill games and I want to see them come out and come out aggressively against a team with a bad defense and they delivered. I mean, they came out and and they played uh, in a style that we've been asking for, for them, you know, and in a formation that frankly they got away from where they had success with it in the past. And, you know, the minute you saw the lineup, you were like, wow, they actually have uh, Velasco, you know, as a, as a, you know, attacking midfielder. And, and, and you know, of course, Camongo starting. <laughs> I mean, we were all excited just from when the lineup was announced uh, before the match. And they went out and played, you know, some of the best soccer they've played in a while.
1: Ishmael?
3: Um well it's it's a really good result because they did what they needed to do. Right. And maybe I have high expectations, but like that's kind of the standard based off of how talented I know the squad is. That is somewhat the baseline. I think that that is a performance that could have definitely been done against Colorado. Or against San Jose, okay. maybe not, not. Maybe not the same result because you know you're not going to score four goals in one half in every single game. That's not realistic. But it just it felt like there was so much more energy and so much more conviction going forward. Something that we can talk about the difference in formation and tactics, but just that energy we haven't seen in a while. And I think that it's. Insanely important that that is pushed into the playoffs because, again, you're not going to score four goals at a Lumen Field in Seattle. That would, that would be, like, franchise changing. You're not going to do that. But just to come out with that same energy, with that same hunger, is incredibly important in this, like, new playoff format where you have basically three chances three games and like that I'm consciously yeah. optimistic that that's gonna keep going moving forward
1: well let's let's not get to Seattle yet because I mean I think that's this three playoff format does just just add interesting wrinkles to how Dallas can approach and how Dallas might be set <coughs> up to actually do quite well but Ishmael, I just want you for a moment. I want you, you who have been an Ima Tomasi fan for a long time, to just tell us what you saw from him and, and a huge goal from him that was <coughs> deserved after a run of play, I think, in these past few games where he has really shown that, that again, that, yes, he is a Major League Soccer level right back. Um, what did you see from, from your boy, Tumasi?
3: Well, I've never doubted that he's MLS level. I mean, he's always been really, really good uh, defensively. It's just the thing that everyone has been complaining about, and at sometimes I also see it, is very rarely, though. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I'm blinded by how nice he is. But the complaint that I hear the most is his offensive ability, right? Too many times you see him make that overlapping run, something that he's gotten a lot better with, and then instead of crossing it, he'll cut back inside and pass it back. Or if he crosses it, it'll be overshot. Um, and I think that I've always been a bigger proponent for him being a wing back that cuts inside because I think he does a lot better driving towards defenders instead of going in behind. Uh, and that's not what happened in this goal, but that's the kind of positioning that I think he would be ending up in. Um, playing in that kind of inverted wingback uh, role. Now I know that that's not a very popular position for wingbacks in the modern game. Uh, and especially with Dallas, it's a lot more overlap. Um, but, I mean, it was really cool to see him score. Like, that was an extremely cathartic moment. And, yeah, hope I don't have to wait too long for the next one.
1: Right and and for a guy who really has converted from an attacking role, um, it, it's been unfortunate that he hasn't been more potent on the attack. And some of that is games is probably what the team wants from him, what coaches want. But it, it's just complicated, you know. I, I think I think fans we watch and we think sometimes that we turn these players into computer, uh, you know, stats stat blocks in EA's soccer or whatever fifa or whatever and and we don't see that they're actually they're just human beings and they have good days and bad days and confusing things and moments of self-doubt and so it was just nice to see ima rewarded because for for better or worse at this point there's no you know giovanna jesus is is out for the season it's ima we're gonna have to rely on him to to kind of make it through the playoffs and go for a deep run if this team is capable of that but um Jose, I, again, we we've had some question marks about FC Dallas head coach Nico Esteves his his leadership. We've seen that from fans of these past draws. I mean, we've seen some people start to say Nico ball, which is like you play for the draw. But tonight, but but on Saturday night against the Galaxy, they went for it. Um, is this a vindication of, of Nico's kind of handling of the team, or do you just think? Um, this was overdue. This was just like some of those draws were just some bad luck. Uh, Some bounces not going Dallas's way.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think I won't say it's a vindication, but it's, it's only year two for him uh, in, in what is probably a three or four year build. And I think it's just indication that we're headed in the right direction. I mean, let's face it for all our criticism. We have to remember that Nico has dealt with a banged up and beat up lineup international uh you know uh, absences and and uh he's handled it quite well i mean we we don't like the way he's handled it but he's found a way to keep the team going forward and and he 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 made this team grind its way into the playoffs. And, and while we, it, while it's not sexy, it's been probably, like I said it before, one of the most impressive, unimpressive runs we've seen. I mean, we're talking nine match on beaten streak. Uh, and, and even further back, it, it's only one loss on time in their last 16 matches, which is, if you think about it, that's just an outrageous thing uh, for a team that hasn't really impressed anybody but how many teams can say they've had they've done that in their last 16 matches and and the only loss is the red card st louis match that red card doesn't happen you're looking at 16 match unbeaten streak you know on on time that is Mm -hmm. we do have to keep in mind that and and i want to add that in those 16 matches two of those matches were against seattle both won one
1: draws. Right. Again, we'll come back to that. Let's come back to that because tight affairs, which you know, you can read a lot of different ways. Um, but but first, let me just go. I, I shared this video clip on the Afterburn dot Soccer. Again, that that is a web URL. afterburn.soccer Soccer, uh, a website. Um, just Nico. I asked him. Well, let, we'll just play it again, and uh, I asked him about what he said to the team um, this week in the midst of all this pressure to make the playoffs. Let's, let's listen to him again. Coach, um, did, uh, I, I'm just curious, managing a team with all these personalities and players, especially when the results aren't necessarily going your way. The team has been playing well, but you needed a big win tonight. You got it. I'm curious if this past week, if you did anything to shift the mood a little bit, to t- take the pressure off of the team, have a little bit of fun, or was it just business as usual?
0: Yeah, I think uh, we mix uh, a little bit, uh, both you know, to to compete in the trainings, to work, but also have uh, moments that they can uh, get relief about uh, the present and have fun. Uh, but the most important thing uh, that we did this this work at uh, this sorry this week is. Uh, we show them how much we love them, you know? We don't care about the final result. We don't care about uh, how things, if they work hard, if they give everything, you know, we're gonna be very proud of them. And no matter how you go in a personal life or in the professional life, we show love, you know? We love them. Uh, Every single one of them are great people and um, they put so much effort and we just show them that if you make a mistake, if you do something that is not going in the way, we don't care. If you put a hundred percent there, we are going to still loving you. And I think uh, uh, it was important, you know, we had a great uh, chat last night um, with all the team and we opened up a little bit each of one talking about the feelings, uh, how we were feeling, how we approach things. And I think it was great to hear some of the experiences of uh, some of the players and, um, you could see today that the team was focused and uh, open to, to go without holding in their backs things. And I think uh, sometimes we forget that love is very strong.
1: Sometimes we forget that love is very strong. I mean, Ted Lasso, this is, I mean, I was sitting right next to him. It was nice to meet him. He came out of the locker room. He chatted with me uh, at, at Dignity Health Sports Park was really personable and uh, just, you saw Nico, you saw what the hunt family want from their head coaches, people who are family oriented. Um, yeah. You know, put that in quotes. Cause I, whatever that means, it means a lot of different things, different cultures and different people. But there, there was something about that last night that just, uh, vindic- I thought vindicated a little bit, his leadership with the team of just, you know, there, there is a bigger picture you want to make the playoffs. You want to be a championship level team, but at the same time, there's a big, bigger picture of life going on here. And, um, and regardless of how things go, because sometimes soccer is a cruel sport. That doesn't mean one's worth is all bound up in what happens on the field. So I just absolutely love that response. I I almost invited him to preach at my church on Sunday. I I think they were flying back late that night, but, uh, because I do think that's a message that a lot of people, not just soccer players, need to hear. But nonetheless, I felt like there was a little bit of a vindication of Nico's patience with this team and his his attitude. And, and we've, seen, we've seen similar from Lucci and others, so this is not a, 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 a... You know, there are coaches like this who approach it from this perspective, and maybe the coaches who are a little harsher on players, and maybe they can get their approach but I felt like this was a little bit of a, a plus in Nico's leadership and it gave him of course more time to see his vision through for this team. Of course we'll see over these next three matches kind of what unfolds. So let's let's just shift right away to that. I mean Seattle, Seattle's one of the best defensive teams in this league. They uh, went into St. Louis, won two nothing. To close out the se- the regular season, so they're also in very good form. Uh, Ishmael, are you scared? Are, are you? I mean, for for a little while during the match, FC Dallas was was poised to face Los Angeles FC, which would have been nice just to be something different. But now they're going to play Seattle yet again. know the Pacific Northwest team yet again. Uh, what? How excited are you about this run of matches? And how do you think FC Dallas is going to? to measure up against Seattle?
3: I mean, I prefer Seattle, if I'm being honest. I think that the Seattle play style um, lends itself a little bit better to what Dallas wants. Um, I think that uh, LAFC games have always been a crapshoot, and I think that the Sounders are a very good defensive team, as we've said, but they're also not very efficient offensively. It's actually only like it's. They're usually very close one-goal games for them, and that lends itself better, I think, to what Dallas struggles with, which is goals. I think that for Dallas, the key to these games is going to be keeping these games close, right? Uh, Like when you go to Seattle on on October thirtieth next week, you're probably going. They're probably going to be compact and then try to take the opportunities as they can Um, and then when they go home they're going to play a little bit more aggressively and I think that Seattle although they've been good have struggled to get past that threshold and I think we saw that against when they played Dallas in September they were pretty good that second half but they weren't they didn't push enough to like, take advantage of Dallas when they start to fall asleep in that second half, because they did. That, that game was pretty bad. They started out pretty good in the second half, they like, kind of dismantled, and Seattle wasn't able to take um, their opportunities. So, I mean, I prefer it. Uh, Seattle has always been a slight rival. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm excited to also see how this playoff format turns out. If it's tedious, or if it's something that may be, may be, in play in the future, but yeah, I'm. I think it's right. better than an LAFC. I think it's probably better than the St. Louis. Um, it would have been great to have a Houston, but
1: that's for another day. Right, right. I mean, I think I wasn't. I wasn't out of the. I, I earlier in the season, Dallas played LAFC. In LaFC, I was there, and they played really well. We're unfortunate to lose two to one. I think even LaFC players were like, "Hey, y'all played really well. Y'all deserve more." Um, and uh, I don't know, Mars. I don't know what Mars. Add me. What do you mean? Well, um, if he wants to join us. Well, come on, buddy. He wants a link. Send him the link, Jose. I'll send him the link. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I thought any of these teams, I think if there's a benefit going into this season off season for a Dallas is that uh, Dallas is not going to be an easy out. You know, they're not, um, they're not like, uh, a San Jose or RSL, or maybe even a sporting Kansas city, although sporting Kansas city are playing really well right now. Um, have a lot of momentum or even a St. Louis. I mean, I just, I just don't know St. Louis wanted to end their season with how they did against Seattle. But Dallas is gonna be a tough out for any team and, and played well against LAFC. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm mean, i with you Ishmael, I'm with you. Jose, go ahead. I honestly, I can't really agree with Ishmael
2: on, on favoring Seattle because in my view, both these teams are pretty much identical. Both have scored the same amount of goals Forty-one, and the big difference is Seattle allowing uh, five less goals than than uh, FC Dallas, and that really is the difference between the two of them. Both enter nine nine-match uh, undefeated streaks. Uh, their top goal scorer is is only has eleven goals on the year, and there's nobody else that has more than five. While you got FC Dallas has Jesus at twelve and two guys behind him at six. These teams are mirror images. Hey, what's up, Marcin? Uh, (laughs) These teams are basically mirror images. The the difference is, of course, uh, that Seattle has been here before and and Dallas hasn't. Uh, But I, I want to throw something that Dallas has been missing before in every encounter that they're not missing this time around. And that's the leadership. Somebody who's been there, done that, who can be a rock. And Dallas added uh, Ilara. And that guy has been something that Dallas has lacked in these kind of games in the postseason. A guy who's not going to fold, who, who the team can turn to when, when, when a young team can then look at this guy and go, wow, this guy's you know, cool as hell. And, and, and isn't going to fold under this. And that's what I'm hanging my hat on. This team has yet to lose a single match that uh, Ilara has started, believe it or not. He's only actually started seven matches for this team. Yet to lose a single match that he has started. And uh, he was, in fact, they've only lost one match that he's ever played in, and that was the St. Louis match where he was a sub. Uh, they, you know, late in the game. I think he played, like, 30 minutes or so. But other than that, that's what Dallas has been missing. They haven't had a player like that. Uh, that kind of experience. Uh, this team is traditionally a young team. And that's the kind of leadership that can pull a team like this uh, uh, through a tough, uh, tough, what's gonna be a tough grinded out match. I expect this match to go three. you know, this series to go three games. And it's uh, going to
4: be way, a cut Jose off because he likes to talk a lot. Go for it. Um, I, I just want to say, you know, thank you for inviting me and shit like that. <laughs> you know, Ishmael, Nathan, nice to see you guys. Me and uh, Ishmael have not met before on Marson, By the way,
2: my brother-in-law. <laughs>
4: hey. <laughs> and a
2: uh, new Rapids fan, by the way. <laughs> I'm,
4: I could go so many ways with that. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, you know, anything, any kind of hurt that I can put on Jose, I'm going to put on Jose, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, Looking forward if he, to if, if to he if he. he loses to the Rapids, which is not a great team at this point in time. You know, I mean, last year or the year before that. Yeah, sure, why not? I'm um, cool with for him tying with the crappiest team. I'm also okay with. You know what I mean? Uh, he was hoping. And to another come thing. Here and, and another um, thing is that. They lost the cup to the Rapids. I'm even more happy with. <laughs> had, to, had to bring that up, didn't you? I, I did. I told you I was going to, man. Come on.
2: Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Marcin was hoping that Dallas would lose to Los Angeles Galaxy he'd so come here and say the Rapids did it, yeah. which almost happened.
4: <laughs> and, and it's not. No, no hate against any team. Obviously, I love them all. You know what I mean? I mean, who's going to do great? They're going to do great and stuff. But, you know, just a little bit of beef between me and Jose. <laughs> Makes it more entertaining. Yeah. You know? So so uh, what's going on with – oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, have you got any questions about uh, – I Actually, I do have some questions because you guys are way more filled in on, tiz, on this than I am. Obviously, I watch more – no, I've – I don't know how to say it, whatever not, you know, but I watch more world soccer than MLS. You know what I mean? Um, but I am curious on the situation that's going on with Messi and mm-hmm. I am definitely obviously you guys are talking about it on the situation that going with the M- uh, uh, uh FC Dallas and the playoffs. Where are you guys at on that? So
2: Messi got eliminated. The uh We were all wondering if they were going to make it, but they actually didn't make it. They, Because they won the League's Cup, they will be Mm -hmm. in an international tournament next year, but they're done, and we don't have to worry about them, and they don't have to worry about us.
4: So Miami's out. Okay, and where 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 is uh,
0: um,
1: FC Dallas I can't sitting? I can
4: hear you, uh, Rev. Yeah, yeah. Me, I was about to say
1: Nathan is on mute. I guess I'm on mute. Sorry about that, folks. I <laughs> ah, unmuted myself. That makes sense. All right. Well,
4: I- I- Ishmael, Ishmael. I haven't heard a word from Ishmael, so I don't know if he's on right. mute too or not. Yeah, no,
1: Ishmael <laughs> is fine. So you know, like the playoffs are weird in Major League Soccer, and that like in many European. Uh, leagues the playoffs are for a you know second third fourth team to try to make or fifth sixth team to try to make it into promotion but yeah major league soccer uh it's it's like nba it's like the it's like nfl it's like hey you want to win the championship you win the playoffs so it it just adds a little element of randomness and 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 everything to it um credit to the supporter shield winner um, which is FC Cincinnati this year, because that means they have been the most consistent team across the entire Major League Soccer. You know, but uh, but league. there's, but, a, curse. there's yeah, a curse. but there's a curse. Win the
2: shield.
1: Yeah, often teams don't win the shield and then win the win the MLS Cup. So, it, so this is the thing. So this is why I said earlier about Seattle Sounders. There is a sense in Major League Soccer that. If you're, if you're a team that can just get hot in the second half of the season, so the first half of the season, not that you want to lose every game, but, you yeah. know, you, you draw some games, you win some games, you lose some games, but you have that kind of up and down. But you make some signings, you make some adjustments to your roster. Over the second half of the season, you just dominate. Uh, you start to win. You start to get in that groove. You go into the, the cup. So so a, a supporter show team who has, over the course of the season, played pr- fairly consistently can get that kind of moniker. But then in the playoffs, they're not as hot as this team coming in who has made the right second-half signings and adjustments and gotten people healthy. It's a very – so it's a different little creature in a a way than than what we're used to Um, and frustrating. And so – but that's why even as FC Dallas goes to play Seattle, Seattle Sanders is the kind of team, have a lot of veterans that – can grind out results. They're built for the playoffs. They can go deep in the playoffs, and they have a history of doing yeah. this. There may not be the best team in MLS, but they might win the cup this year because of that kind of thing. But I think FC Dallas has some of those traits as well. They have some some quality and some ability to grind out results that will stretch out games because, you know. Like so, it's a best of three series, and and this season is weird for the playoffs because they changed everything. So best of three series, right? So like, what if SC Dallas goes, right? A best of three series, zero zero zero. Like you know, you just draw draw draw. draw.
2: It's going to be draw draw draw, but it's not going to be zero zero zero. It's going to be like yeah, right. okay, one 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 one. It, it that Can would I be one. Say that again.
3: You have um, penalties in extra time, I think. Right. You can't end in games and draws for these. Well, really? Yeah. <laughs> so you can end a 0-0 in Seattle and then go on penalties and then take the win there. Like, legitimately, that's something
2: you can do. So in theory, you could have two draws in the first two games and then get eliminated if you lose both penalty.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
1: All right, we got to um, look that up. So this is different cuz cuz I thought it was the best of 3 so it was like like you could technically draw both games and then have the final third match to sort of decide. But you're saying Ishmael that each game could go to penalties.
3: Yeah,
1: let me triple check that. Let's let's check that. <laughs> that so I mean, margin, uh, that's
3: That's like
2: are like are like, you know, you've seen NFL teams <clears throat> get into the playoffs and then get hot. And then, well, I mean, I mean,
4: uh, and and that's why I'm here. I'm here to learn and stuff like that, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, because so, you guys yeah, have I... your own MLS stuff that's going on, and I have my own Euro stuff that I'm watching over there, you know what I mean? And I'm trying to find some similarities with it and whatnot, no, which but... is very similar, but I'm obviously, really you guys know weird. more about MLS, you guys know more about MLS than I do, you know. Right, so, you were saying this, now? So,
3: yeah, so, yeah, it doesn't even go to extra time. Every game goes
1: to penalties. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, every round one game will have a winner. No ties, no aggregate score. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, there you go,
2: We I don't think we've ever actually had this in MLS before. Ever. No, this is really. new.
1: This is weird. Major League so, Soccer and likes it. And, and I get it. Like, I, I'm fine with it on a level of, like, major league soccer we're newer we should try to find things that that appeal to american fans and whatnot but like come on like i wouldn't have minded like like two draws but they got then, this from
2: like, mls next pro didn't they mls next Pro's been do, uh, has been doing this now for a couple of years where they do the no losses uh you know no draws basically if the game goes to uh, yeah. And to draw, you have to go to penalty kicks. And and now you're seeing MLS basically saying, yeah, we liked that. And we need to find a way to implement it in MLS. So they found a way.
3: There is no way that it stays next year because there's already complaints about the amount of games. There's no way it stays. Right. They will either shrink the regular season, which I think is going to happen at some point, or they're going to shrink the playoff structure. It's going to change again next year. I feel like this is a win. It's, I disagree.
2: I disagree because I think MLS wants more games. They want more games. They want more content. So the only way they shrink the regular season is if oh. they add an, another
4: tournament. I'll, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Sorry.
2: Can, right. I, <laughs> no, I'm just about I to mean, ask you a question. MLS has been striving to add more content, and I think it's driven with the, because of the Apple deal. And, yeah, and- but
3: even even with new content, like even adding more games, that there is going to be a turning point where the MLSPA is going to step in. Because oh, I agree, sure. Like it, it's like already, I think Philadelphia, them going like very far into League's Cup, having CONCACAF going far in Open Cup, had like fifty-four games or something like that, mm. and they haven't even started the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's too much. That's legitimately too. And the other aspect of this is if you're going to do this, they have to, like, increase the roster spots.
2: They have to. And and I agree. I think I think what you're getting at is this is going to basically drive them to the bargaining table again with with the with the PA because the PA isn't happy about it. MLS is happy with it. They they like the added games. They like the added exposure. The players don't. So this is. I agree. I think this is going to come to a head in the off season, and and something will have to be worked out. Either, like Ishmael said, we can't keep this up. It's going to have to be less games, or they come to some kind of agreement. And and I my money is then they come they come to some kind of agreement, and they don't really have to do much. To increase the rosters it could be as simple as saying hey you know we'll give you four more roster spots but they have to be like homegrowns or they you know you still can only have the the what's it 23 players on the scene or 20 players on the senior roster they may just do that and give you a deeper bench something along those lines so I think but like you said the the PA uh, isn't going to tolerate more games so I think it's going to come to a head and, and we'll see something this offseason and, and it'll we, no guarantee it'll go well either way.
3: Yeah, something my whole point is that e- even if they don't reduce the amount of games or something, I don't think this playoff structure is gonna stay the same. Like they might have like a three game playoff structure like where it's like the best of three, but either they're going to reduce the amount of teams that can make it into the playoffs or they're gonna go away with this playoff structure altogether. Or they're going to reduce the regular season or something at some point because it's like if there's already complaints now, I definitely think that the MLSPA is already in Don Garber's ear. Uh, and I mean, mm. I, I, there's also like not the League's Cup, but the other tournament that LAFC just lost against Tigres. That's the most
2: useless thing I've ever seen. That yeah. needs to go away. That's just, that's just like a Compuonis Cup or something like that, yeah. That needs
1: to go away. No yeah. one cares about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, a uh, lot, I mean, the- there's definitely a lot of pressures. I mean, it, it's just – it is an interesting time for Major League Soccer trying to figure out – I'm not sure this three – I mean, I would love to reward every team who makes a playoff a home game. I think there's some benefit to that, to sort of revenue for the team's but but even if it, you say a two leg playoff, like uh, you know, you'd have to go into all those like points and totals and you know maybe some extra minutes, um, penalty kicks and things. It's a, it's an interesting situation for Major League Soccer to try to figure out.
3: And I mean, like think about this very likely possibility that's going to end up happening this playoff season. Uh, it, let's say because Dallas is going to play the best. The the team from the three um, the third place versus sixth place games, right? So that's LAFC versus Vancouver. What happens if Dallas wins their first two games, and then LAFC needs to play three games to win? Now Dallas has had an extended break in comparison with LAFC. That's my point. Like, there's so many factors to this new playoff format that I don't think we're thought through. It's going to be entertaining. We're going to have fun as fans. But if that scenario were to happen, LAFC would be insanely upset. I couldn't tell you that right now. Like they, they'd be not that they could do anything about it, but that would be something that would be complained about. You're muted again, Nathan
2: <laughs> You're muted again, Nathan. Also, I want to add uh, that much like we saw with, uh, with the League's Cup. The teams that are out of the playoffs, they, their their offseason is going to be way longer than the teams that are in the playoffs, because of this format. I mean, the further you go into into uh, towards the MLS Cup, the longer your season is, and and the le- the less amount of rest you'll have in the offseason. Uh, so yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's 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 kind of interesting, you know.
1: But uh, so what I was saying when I was muted. And I apologize because I mute myself. Uh, <laughs> but, like, like, seriously, for SC Dallas to go into Seattle and, and not get rewarded for for struggling with a 1-1 draw in a tough place to play, I think that is going to unsettle some folks because... Welcome back. Welcome back, Marcin. Um, because, like, yeah, going into an away place in a two-game game, you know, leg, two-leg match like Champions League and other folks do. You know, to get a get a draw in your opponent's house, that's a quality result in the world of soccer. So, I didn't even realize. I was hoping that FC House would go and maybe get a draw in Seattle, get a win at home, then see where things go. Um, in that third game. But I guess it, if, if it's going to go to penalty kicks regardless, then that, that changes the thing. You know, it changes – you go for the win, so maybe that's more exciting and entertaining soccer. But I, I'm not but, so sure do you that. really
2: – do you really go for the win? That's that's what I'm wondering is what effect will this have in the games? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're the underdog, would you rather just play for the draw and try to go to penalty kicks?
3: Yeah, I mean, think about it. What Dallas is very likely going to do – is go for the first goal in the first 20 minutes, hopefully get that goal, um, and like push that in the first 45, and then go defensive in the second half. Because at that point, you get the one one, or the zero zero, and you know for a fact that this week they are practicing penalty kicks after every single practice. Yeah,
4: mm. and I think and, like, that's
2: that's what my concern is: is that a lot of teams may decide, hey, we've got excellent, you know, if you think you have excellent penalty kick takers. Why wouldn't you just play defensively? Wait, try to play. Question.
4: For sure. Go. Who's here for yeah. FC Dallas?
2: We're all three FC Dallas, man.
4: Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> on the wrong chat. Forward, so. <laughs> all, right.
1: all right. Marcy, it's not too late. It's not too late. <laughs> not too late. Enjoying hey, the hey, good guys. you know, it, I, I will, although will, it. it it can be a very uh, it can be a very torturous experience as many fandoms are, right?
4: You know what? You know what? I mean to be honest, I'm just gonna be the Rapids fans since I'm in Colorado just so that way we I guess kinda have some kind of animosity.
2: I mean sure, but you know the only fans that are more miserable than FC Dallas these days is the Colorado fans. So,
4: Bro, bro, I'm Polish. I've been miserable my whole life. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, Brace it then. Well, look,
1: we need to <laughs> wrap up the show. We're already, yep. already 40 minutes in and like um, so I I guess here's the question. Jose, Ishmael, Marcin, if you want to can FC we Dallas can... get the job done over seattle sounders
4: yeah i will cheer for fc dallas all day but when the rapids play fc dallas i will be against sure all right that's fair
2: i yeah, i think i think they can
4: um like i said it's
2: it, it, these teams are going to play very similar they're both going to try to basically score a goal and, and hold on for the win both of them i mean seattle Seattle, same amount of goals. That's ridiculous, you know. Both come in with 41 goals. Both come in with great defenses. Both of them are gonna basically try to win 1-0 or go to the draw. And so in that style of game, yes, absolutely, FC Dallas uh, has a shot. And I'm gonna tell you what this is. This uh, I'm a pugilistic fan, you know. I, I watch all sorts of fights, and we call this a crossroads match. You've got the young team against the old veteran team, both playing similar styles and it's a crossroads match. You know, will the young team unseat the old team, you know, be best in them at what they do. And I think that's what this is. And it's a good old fashioned crossroads match.
1: All right, we'll take it. We will take it. We'll appreciate your time tonight. Jose, Ishmael, Marcin, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll, of course, upload the audio later for our podcast. And also this week, I have some post-game comments from Paul Ariola and Martin Paz uh, from this past weekend, uh, Action Against LA Galaxy, that I will also be posting as well as some bonus content. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Let's do it. Playoffs are here. Thanks for
2: joining us, Marcin. Thanks for joining us,
4: Ishmael. Oh, no. Next weekend, I'll be here. I'm going to do some reading. I'm going to do some watching. So.
2: All right. Nice. Good night, everybody. We have something to talk about. (laughs) See you guys. Good night. Bye-bye.